friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I'm Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. This one was funny. She's funny. Her energy is, I mean, honestly, like if you listen to the entire episode, the most important thing is go follow her whole Sam on Instagram because the way she delivers engaging fun food content, like you want to eat it all, but you just want to keep watching. So Uh, I'm following her. And now I'm also a little bit of a stalker because I want to just live this life. She gets to go to the farmer's market like every day. I know. I knew that would be something that you... I really envy. I know. I'm happy for her. And I'm happy for you because you get to go to the farmer's market a lot. Totally. I know. Congrats on your new home. Thank you so much. Uh, I get to go to the farmer's market like once a month when it's in the schedule. For sure. But it was interesting. And I know you felt the same was I love that she said it's not just about I mean, it is about organic foods. And it's about obviously the avoidance of pesticides and all the shit. But she talked about too, like getting the same strawberries at the at Whole Foods versus getting it at the farmer's market. A, you're supporting humans and you're meeting the humans. And I know for you, like that's that's everything, right? I love meeting the humans. I recently befriended this um, bagel maker in at the Logan Square Farmer's Market. Ended up leaving with bomb pickles. We have a friendship. Probably should start a business together. You know, it, it really is, though, about connecting with humans. And that's why she's special. She totally. does that with her clients. Yeah. She does that with her food. It's She's an artist. And she like takes pride in creating all these wild recipes. Totally. And I love that she doesn't she really, we tried so hard to be like, what's your favorite recipe? Which she just like wouldn't let us ask that question. And we also were like, do you make any any recipe more than once? And she's like, really? No. Like she, which I think is magical because you and I, like when we find something we like, that's like all we do. We lean cucumber into Cucumber salad. Cucumber salad. Or like I did like, she has a love for bowls like we do. And I think that's like a way to, to maybe have the same protein or like switch up the protein or switch up like the grain or switch up the vegetables in it and like still feel like we're having something new, but something the same. So you're such a chef. I'm such a chef. (laughs) I think you're all going to love it. And I think you're going to giggle. So enjoy. And thanks for listening. Friends, we are wildly pumped. I feel like I start every episode with that, but I'm really wildly pumped Because it's authentic. To have Sammy Udell. Is that how you say your last name, babe? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up for me. She is a badass. She is the owner and founder of private chef company Whole Sam. Very creative name, babe. Her and her team cook for some of the world's biggest entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians. Oh, my she taught herself to cook in college as a means to be healthier. Like I cannot get over that you were not trained, but we're going to get into that. But she literally taught herself and now she's like cooking for the coolest people in the world. So you are hashtag goals and you're, you have a hunger and passion for food and you create healthy but hearty food, which I really love because I like to crave some naughty things. She eats like way more clean and green, but I love following you and seeing some of your recipes because you don't feel like it seems like you don't compromise taste and you still have some great health forward options. And I love your belief that we should just eat good food. Your energy is contagious. We love stalking you and following you. And your food looks delicious. And we're just so freaking happy to have you on. So thanks for being here, babe. 
Aw, thank you guys. This is the nicest intro. Welcome to the pod. pod. It's Monday and I'm hungover. (laughs) But yeah, I would actually, I'm really hungry. So this is going to be really bad for me because yeah. Anyways, it's not about me. It's about you. So let's start at the beginning. I said that you're a badass, but you totally are. But rumor has it that you don't have any formal training. So can you tell us how the fuck you got into this biz in a biz that like a lot of people have a lot of training? So like you said, I started developing a passion for health and wellness and food um, right around the time when I was about to graduate college. And so I moved to LA, just moved in with my brother kind of on a whim. And my brother works in music and he would have these networking parties where he would have 30, 40, 50 young 22 to 25 year old people in the music industry over to our house. And he would just put out a bunch of trashy food in styrofoam. And I was always at the parties kind of like, oh, you know, everyone's just drinking. But what about the food? It's just sitting there. It kind of looks gross and it makes you look a little bit unprofessional. That's what I was thinking. And so I told him if he gives me his credit card that I'll cook the whole meal for like all 50 people and I'll stand by the table and I'll like serve the food so that he could be like, oh, that's my little sister. And I think it will make him look cool in the industry because he'll be able to say, oh, that's my little sister serving the food. And people will be like, oh, your family, you know, (laughs) so I had a vision for his party and he let me run with it. And so I cooked for one of the parties after that and Ludacris. The rapper slash actor. Everybody knows Ludacris. Yeah, totally. Uh, I love Ludacris. His personal assistant was at the party and he was like, Who cooked the food? I told him, I cooked the food. And he was like, Oh my God, no way. This is the best food I've had. I've, I've been in LA for eight years and this is the best food I've had since I moved to LA. And I would love to connect you with Ludacris. He's actually always in LA and he's always looking for a private chef. And it was just like one of those moments where it's like, hey, what are my friends back home and from college going to think when I call them and like, guess my new job? I cook for Ludacris. So totally. kind of like fake it till you make it. Just go with the flow. Just like run on this opportunity. It seems like the coolest thing you've ever faced in your life. So I was like, what's your number? Like, can I, is it okay if I follow up with you? And I like literally texted him so many times. I was like, is Luda going to call me? Like, I'm ready whenever. <laughs> and then one day I was at a concert. And Ludacris called me himself, which now that I've been in the industry for like 10 years, it's so weird. Like all celebrities, like a assistant will usually call you first. And I remember picking up the phone and it was like, what up, Sam? It's Luda. And I was like, "Uh," like, I know his voice. I knew it was him. (laughs) I like sprinted to the bathroom and I was like, hey, can I help you? (laughs) And you're like, hello, this is Sam's assistant. What can I do for you? May I take your order? (laughs) Literally. And what did he like when you okay, so when he called, he was like, Can you come over and cook for me? And you're like, sure. Pretty much. Yeah. He was like, I heard you're a private chef, which I absolutely was not. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm gonna be in town this weekend on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was wondering if you could come over and cook for me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he was so vague about his diet. It was like, I eat pretty much paleo, which I was studying really studying nutrition at the time. So I knew exactly what paleo was. He said, I'm pretty much paleo. I love cooking food and high quality oils like coconut oil. And I don't eat pork. And that was like pretty much it. And honestly, being in this industry for a long time, again, that is kind of normal. People always think that celebrities are going to have like these huge long lists, which don't get me wrong, some do. But the clientele that 
my company works with for the most part it's just a few things it's like I don't eat this I don't eat that and you know I love this but it's not like these crazy lists we don't really work with right I was gonna say you you could probably be choosy too I'm obsessed with Luda being like and I prefer high quality oils yeah I love that about Luda yeah me too he was um training for Fast and Furious at the time and he was really into health and that was he was like such a good I don't know if this is the right word but he was such a good gateway client because he was kind of teaching me how to do the job and because he was eating so healthy there wasn't like so much expectations totally I also okay but explain this to me like when you even for your brother for the networking event even for Ludo like you said you've been studying nutrition were you like following people on Instagram were you looking at recipes or were you just like literally fucking winging it I want to say I was literally fucking winging it. But at the same time, I have to admit to toot my own horn. I have a knack for just understanding what people like to eat. Mm. And so that's something that's like even growing my company and having employees and stuff. It's it's one of the hardest things that I didn't even know I was good at because it's so hard to teach people like, why don't you have a better intuition for the way that the client wants to eat? Like, how can you teach that? And that's one thing I'm really, really good at. And like, I'll think about their day. I'll think about like, oh, they're going to be playing in an NBA game tonight. And their mom made this growing up and their nutritionist wants them to eat this. And so I kind of like able to put it all together in a little map in my head and be like, oh, we're going to serve them this. That is miraculous because I think I definitely lean towards a place where I just like what I like. And I assume that everyone's going to do it. Like I am very much the person that brings I brought a kale tahini salad with persimmon to Thanksgiving and nobody ate <laughs> it. They like to really yeah, don't Because you wanted it. Yeah. Totally. I wanted it. Yeah. I needed to have a I needed to have like a massive bowl of greens. And everyone else was like, I want to have that corn thing with yeah. sweet potatoes cream with marshmallows cheese and butter and dairy and all the things that are happening within it in one. And I'm like, no, I'm not touching that shit. Well, as a staffing, as staffing for my company, this is one of the hardest problems that I face because most chefs are like that as well. Like to be a chef, like you want to make things your way and you kind of just want people to gravitate towards your style and come into your restaurant and like the way you cook. But to be a private chef, you have to cater towards other people's needs. And if you don't have a passion for pleasing others, which goes without saying that I'm a massive people pleaser, then like, how could you really do well at that job? So is your vibe or like your brand within the industry that you, because I know, um, I think your ethos or your logo is eat good food. Is it eat yeah. good food? Yeah. I love yeah, that. That's true. It's like fucking simple. But is, is it that you're always with this lens of health and then providing it in a tasty way? So it's not like you're eating raw and vegan, but really you're thinking about all of the components of a flavor profile, a nutrition program, uh, and a preference, and then creating menus based on that. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And we, everything we do is so highly customizable. If the right raw vegan client rolled into my inquiries, it's not like, oh no, we don't take those diets. We take pretty much anything. It's more about people like are they good people and are they going to respect and appreciate the labor of love that we do? The worst question I think for most chefs is what's your favorite thing to make? Because sorry if that was on your list. No, it wasn't. You're all good. (laughs) No, it totally was. (laughs) I think especially when you have like a broad um, 
knowledge for food. It's like, well, what's my favorite thing to eat? Is like, what's your favorite outfit to wear? Like for a fashion Nista or, you know, it's just so broad. And for me, my favorite thing to make is like the food that people want to eat in their home. So it just depends on the client that I'm serving. Whoa, people so pleaser. Their favorite. Yeah, total. To yeah, complete people. Yeah. I, think, I think you have to be, especially it's wild to think about too, like how intimate being a private chef is like you're in their home, like you're cooking for it, like you're, you're a part of their life and like such a, and to your point, you probably have to have a great connection is on a human level. Like you can't cook food and live in some or be in someone's home and have all those intimate moments if you don't have a good connection with them, I would assume. Right. For sure. I mean, I lived with one of my clients during the pandemic. That's wild. Just so happens to be Nick Jonas. It was. Um, that sounds really fun. It was really fun. I'm, I couldn't imagine spending my pandemic any other way because I got to basically do something that I love during a time where so many people were laid off and the pandemic overall really grew my business because so many people wanted to eat at home. And even now I I see the trends going towards more in-home dining. Like if you're going to have a birthday party, especially in LA, people are, I think, more likely to bring the food to them than they were to in the past. So it was really good for my business. I love that. That sounds like a terrible experience. We're really sorry. (laughs) So sorry for you. No, Okay, so you um, care about nutrition. You eat good food. I want to talk about your preference for local and organic. We all know that it's important, but like, why? Why is it so important? And is it a mandate for you? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much my only one. It's like my one and only thing that I would say. If you want to know my ethos around food, it's to eat locally grown. And I don't know, for me, it's a bit of an energy thing. Like knowing the farmers puts a lot more love into the things that I'm making, but it's also makes more sense for the environment. Like things haven't traveled so far. I mean, when I go to the farmer's market and I get the strawberries at the farmer's market versus buying the exact same farm strawberries from the grocery store, they're different. Like they were harvested that day. They are literally like picked that morning, brought to the market. And there's just, especially in Los Angeles, if anyone ever visits Los Angeles and wants to go to the Santa Monica farmer's market, that's where pretty much all chefs are going to be. Every single Wednesday at 7 a.m. on the dot, you will see every local restaurant chef there pretty much because there's just food there that you just you can't get other places. I mean, even times I've grown my own food or my friends or family that grows a lemon tree, like the lemons, they're just different. For sure. They're just so much better. I'm picturing chefs. I just love frolicking at the farmer's yeah, market. Or yeah. like fighting, actually, fighting, the yeah. farmer's market. Well, like just LA vibes of like people having bandanas <laughs> on and like, give me those strawberries. I need those strawberries. Well, so when you go to the farmer's market, are you going with intention of like, I need strawberries, tomatoes, or like, do you get inspired by what's there? Or are you like building your meals off of what's about? Like, how does, what's that process like for you? It's like 50-50, really. So at this point in my life, I have a team that cooks probably 95% of the food that my company produces. So for me now, it's more fun because I'm kind of getting back to a part in my life where 
I can have my own food at home. And the content thing, like making Instagram videos has actually really changed my life for the better because it forces me to cook for myself again. And it's kind of brought love back to food for me where I lost it a little bit for a little time, always focusing on others so much. So the content's where I can make like whatever I want just for me, just for fun at home. And then when I go to the farmer's market, it's like 50-50, like part of it is what looks good. And then part of it is like lists of things that I actually need to buy. Where did you grow up? Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, so what, what tips do you have for people in Chicago that like, we, we don't even, we do have an indoor, like the Logan Square farmer's market you can go to indoor right now. But what if we want to be eating some things that are uh, not root vegetables because it's February? What can we be doing uh, to make sure that we're still getting healthy and nutrition ingredients into our lives, but like we don't have access to everything at this moment? Yeah, I know. It really is very different. It's like every time I leave LA, I'm, I miss it. I miss produce when I leave LA. But um, even just like local business in general, I mean, I'm sure there's really nice butchers or family owned restaurants or um I know there's farmer's markets still, probably not as much in the winter, but in the summer, or even becoming friends with the farmers directly. But I know that sounds a little bit intimidating. For a lot <laughs> oh, of people, I've like done that. We love that. Closed loop farms. Yeah. Like I literally found yeah. this man um, when I was doing a tour of Rick Bayless's backyard and then knew that my Perfect. friends use closed loop. So then I befriended them. And now they have this salad club where they deliver all these microgreens and then you can order add-ons. And it's very, it brings joy to me every two weeks when I get that delivery. And I know that these are humans. It's fun supporting good humans too. Yeah, That's the best. And it just puts the love in the food. And rather than supporting other corporations or mass production. And um there's so many good products too. Like I was just thinking I have this one. It's called Pecan Smash. I mean, it's not a local product, but they sell online or my friends have a chimichurri company and it's a, it's called Churi. They sell it online and I know their production. I know who's making those foods. So just finding like your favorite oils, vinegars. I mean, if you open my cabinets, they're just like so many spices, oils, vinegars, like just trying new things, sticking to like just apple cider vinegar for everything is can get boring, but like having infused vinegars, like I'm sure there's some type of like wine and cheese shop in Chicago or a specialty market where they sell, you know, just cool things and spices. Tons of and dope, dope a lot yummy of things. I mean, yeah. even Foxtrot has an incredible Foxtrot, arrangement yeah, of, heard of, uh, of ingredients. And honestly, it's an upscale 7-Eleven. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. One thing I struggle with is hearty and healthy foods. So like in the summer, I have a lot of smoothies around lunchtime. I love, I do love cooked vegetables, but like really love um, like dips, spreads, raw veggies. So how can I be creating things that are both hearty for the winter and also healthy? I feel like bowls are really good and stews are really good. Like you can put so many vegetables in a stew. I actually have a chicken stew recipe on my Instagram that I just posted last week. And it has like 
bunch of raising greens and carrots, all sorts of vegetables. So I think, you know, making stew is also so nice because then you can have it in the fridge for the week or soup. Soups are really good. I'm a burrito girl. I think people know that about me and the web, but I love just making like a stir fry. Just put everything you have and then just wrap it up in a burrito. So practicing your your burrito rolling skills. Yeah, we got to work on I'm that. I'm a mage taco nicer. girl. Yeah. And then tacos. Yeah, love. tacos are so good. Um, are you corn or flour tortilla? Um, I like the siete tortillas Same. for the most part. Okay, good, good, which, good. Which one do you do? The almond flour? Do you, which, which one do you like? Or are you kind of like, open? do you get so, the big ones? I love the cassava flour, big burrito one. Oh, those are and, huge. And do you think huge. there's like a little learning curve with them? Like, because they're hard. You eat them raw. Mm, not my favorite. Yeah, they have to but, be softened. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I just heat them up on the stove in a little bit of oil, make sure they get soft and pliable. Like they should be like able to like move around. Totally. And then rolling them up and then crisping them back up Ooh, on the stove again. I love the that. finished crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like really fucking hungry now, but okay. Burritos, check. Bowls. We love bowls. Love a bowl. What's your like favorite base for a bowl or do you kind of like vary it up? Totally vary it up. I mean, wild rice, quinoa, or just like sweet potatoes. Tonight, I'm making a beef stew right now for some of my clients. And then I'm going to do cauliflower rice on the bottom. Awesome. And then the beef stew. Also, lately, I've been really into just making more than I think I need. Because I feel like once the food is cooked, even though in the moment, I'm like, I'm not even going to eat this again. But if I have cooked food in my fridge, I will eat it. It's totally Versus fair. like raw produce. It's just going to go bad. Right. Do you do any kind of pickling or fermenting? Yeah. I mean, I pickle like everything, but I wish I really want to get more into fermenting. But I am always pickling everything, especially I, I have a commercial kitchen for my business, too. Mm. So my life is a little spread out where <laughs> I'm just starting to cook at home again. And I didn't cook anything at home for years, maybe six years. That's crazy. It's probably and such a treat. I'm like, really? It's making me feel like a whole new person. And really, you can pickle yeah. like pretty much anything, right? Right. So you could pickle. People are used to pickling red onion, but you could be pickling cauliflower and carrots and doing like a pickled jardinier, essentially. How would somebody do that? Like, what's a quick pickle? A quick pickle. I love that. A quick mm. pickle would be just to heat up some vinegar. Usually, there's some sugar in it and salt, and you could put like peppercorn or spices or herbs. And you would just heat the liquid up till it's hot and then pour it over the vegetables and put it in a jar and cap it. That would be a quick pickle. That's amazing. amazing. How long does it's, that last in the really fridge? It's really easy. Oh, so long. I honestly want to forever. forever but <laughs> I'll eat it. I feel like nothing really. Okay, so you told me not to ask this question. So I'm going to ask it differently and see if you will get mad at me. So I'm not going to ask you your favorite thing to cook, but what are some of your favorite ingredients to cook with? Because I think like I get a little bored. I mean, I, I tomatoes are my favorite food in the world. I like I but I don't like warm tomatoes. I only like cold tomatoes. But I feel like I keep using the same ingredients over and over. So like are there a couple like ingredients at the top of your list right now that you're just like loving? 
Yeah, but um, are you still mad? I don't know if other people will love them. Okay, well, oh, bring it on. Tell us, tell uh, us. I've just been obsessed with greens lately. Like uh, anything that I can put in a braise, like chard is a really good one. Kale. All the greens at the market are really special. And shallots, I think, is like mm. the most underused I vegetable. Yeah. Like people are always using onions, but shallots. Shallots Explain. and onions can go in the same dish. A shallot seems like chic, right? It's like a little yeah. chic onion. They're chic. So if you want to be chic, you should use some shallots. Explain what a braise is. A uh, braise would just be cooking something in liquid. So if you were making chicken thighs, you would like cover it all the way with your liquid mm. and you're going to. You can do like a slow braise, which would be cooking it slow in liquid. And so if you're cooking greens or if you're braising greens, yeah. are you, yeah. do you put them in and then you add like a stock on top or how yeah. would you, bra- okay. That's exactly right. But not to the amount where you're soupy. It's just creating like a nice little uh, bath. Yeah. It's a bath. Yeah. Like if you're, you could like saute greens for a long time. Or you can braise them in a liquid. Oh, wow. cool. <laughs> like, look at us. We're like, wow. Ooh. I think it's just because I'm still hungry. Um, anyways, I'm not going to talk about my hunger anymore. With that being said, this is, this is selfish. So I'm going to ask it. But I lately have been wanting to make like more dressings or more like for a bowl, for instance, like putting a cool tahini or a miso, like some type of vinaigrette. Do you have any like good go-to really easy dressings that I could potentially put on a salad or a bowl? Yes. And I'm going to have a video that's going to come out not tomorrow, but the next day of literally an epic chopped salad. That's so easy to make. Um, and there's a dressing recipe with it too. What's the dressing? Okay. So I think it's like half of an orange, half of a grapefruit, half of a lemon. It has like a tablespoon of balsamic. It has one jalapeno, but without the seeds. So it's kind of just like, it's not spicy, but it just adds some extra flavor. And then salt and some nice high quality oil. The I'm obsessed with olive oil, ghee, duck fat, butter, but there's just Something about like neutral oils, like grapeseed oil that will make dressings just taste better. But I'm like trying to wean myself off of using that type of stuff because I keep reading how bad nut and seed oils are for you and canola oil and grapeseed oil. But um, sometimes I'll do a little 50 I love, uh, I love that. Like I never really think to add fruit, like grapefruit. Like, so it probably has such an amazing citrus, like light tone to it. But I like never think to do that. So I'm going to da- and grapefruit. Like is you love grapefruit. I love grapefruit. You love it. I love it. I love that dressing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I can't wait for this chopped salad because like I make the same salad like six times a week and I need something new. So Beaks likes a salad that has no lettuce. I don't really like lettuce. I think it's weird. Like, I mean, I, I just like think it's like overrated and I don't really like kale. I think it tastes like the, I think a lot of, I know she gets upset, but like a lot of the, it's okay. a lot of the spinach or kale, like the leafy greens feel like I'm eating the forest. So like my favorite go-to salad that I make all the time is, okay, tomatoes, cucumbers, chickpeas and i've been actually like sometimes like roasting the chickpeas so it gets a little crunch to it yellow yeah. pepper sometimes red pepper 
I like onion. And then sometimes if I'm like feeling naughty, I'll add mozzarella cheese. And all I do is an amazing olive oil and a little sriracha. And it's like, I don't, I know, I'm, so good. I know I'm not a chef, but like, it's amazing. It's really good. And like, sometimes I'll add a protein, but like, it's amazing, but it gets a little boring. After you well, I'm you, such a dairy girl. Like I love cheese. So I, it's funny I, you say if I feel a little naughty. Well, like, I mean I feel good when I eat dairy. I do too. She hates dairy. Well, I just don't feel good when I have dairy. Right. Fair. Yeah, to each their own. Totally. Um, do you ever use dairy replacements for your clients? Oh yeah. Uh coconut yogurt so much and almond milk, oat milk. But I feel like I use so much. Uh, one of my clients has uh, quite a bit of gut problems, so she's it's pretty much mandatory that she has like a serving of bone broth every day, huh. a serving of fermented foods, actually two servings of fermented foods every day. And I really like using coconut yogurt because she doesn't eat dairy, too. So right. coconut yogurt. Yum. Yum. If you were interviewing for a new celeb client and she was a beautiful movie star. Oh boy. And but and she liked tasty foods and she said, "You know, I like everything, but I really like Asian flavors." <laughs> Are you like talking about yourself right now? Yeah, but I'm pretending <laughs> okay, I was okay, cool, okay. Um, What would your... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? This sounds very familiar to someone I know. Okay, keep going, babe. Keep telling your story. Okay, now what would your go submission to. Go to. be? Yeah. Go to, right? Okay, so this is like the same question for me as like, what's your favorite thing to cook? I tried to preface this. tried to tell you like a story where she became a celebrity. Like, come on, babe. I changed the narrative. I just have like a, a very strong mental disorder that could be seen as a skill that <laughs> makes me like never want to cook the same thing again because wow. whatever I've ever done before today is like not as good as what I'm going to do tomorrow or for some reason, like, I don't know if it's ADD or if it's just my inability to be complacent in life. I just like, even if I made the best beef stew tonight, which I'm making one that I've like never made this recipe, I just put things together in a pot. But tomorrow I still want to make it different. Different. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's like crowd pleasers. I mean, smashed potatoes are like always a crowd pleaser. Short ribs are always a crowd pleaser. I really like making some type of like crudo with like crispy something, lots of like, uh, I know you guys saw the flavored oil, like the curry oil. So like making some cool type of oil or dressing and doing like a really nice raw fish. I feel like people always like that and they always feel really healthy when they eat that. Um, Fried rice is like always a crowd pleaser. Totally. Stuffed chicken, I feel like that's always like a really big crowd pleaser because it takes a long time to make the stuffing and then you put it inside the chicken. Um, so if a, if a client though like falls in love with your, I don't know, stir fry or the stuffed chicken and then they request it again, are you like, no? <laughs> or like, will you make it again? Ki- kind of like, <laughs> no, because they know that they know me like I'm in their house all the time. So they understand how I they am. And it actually really doesn't happen that much. Wow. They understand the type of food they're getting is so different every day and that they know kind of like, 
oh, she probably doesn't even know how to make what she made. But (laughs) people do say like, when clients have families, that one's more common. Like if clients have little kids, then they might want like taco night. Like let's keep it a little more consistent. But I feel like I tend to attract similar minded people to the way that I am, where they're also like always trying to get better and like live their best life. And they're like down to experiment with food for the most part. And most of our clients are pretty big foodies. They like to eat healthy and they like to eat well, but they're down for crazy different things. So fun. I just but sometimes they will say, can you do something similar to the dinner you did for this event? And maybe instead of like smashed Japanese sweet potatoes, I'll do like whole roasted mini potato. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Dur- little, little derivatives. Okay. This is what I really want to talk about because I have a new obsession and it's okay. So let me, t- let me take a step back and talk about myself for a minute. I don't drink coffee. I have natural energy and I don't really like the taste of coffee, but my new latest thing is, and I'm a tequila girl. And so is Lauren. We're like big time, huge tequila fans. And I saw, yeah, I, I saw this about you and I loved you for it. And I love you for many reasons, but mainly for that. So talk to us about, I've been ordering when I go out an espresso martini with tequila and I thought I invented it, but it seems like I totally didn't. But like, I heard you make one. Can you potentially share your secret with our friends on what's in your tequila espresso martini? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's the recipe on my Instagram. I feel like that's my answer for everything. No, it's good. The recipe is on there. I don't don't even remember. I have a bartender that works for my company and he's like my favorite person alive. And he is kind of like me, but for drinks. So he never makes the same drinks. And so he's always like innovating and making new drinks. And he really, really likes the recipe development part of making cocktails more so than sitting behind the bar and like making the same cocktails all the time. So we just work together. I mean, that's why we did the Instagram video so fun. when you, we were working together. What you're featuring on Instagram, you just make fun shit. Yeah, like, agreed. You're, yeah. First of all, your content is fun. Your recipes are fun. Your cocktails look incredible. And they're, they're like a version that I would never assume, mm-hmm. you know, or have in my own head. And maybe... You know, you're like, I don't have that ingredient, but to go buy it could be a fun activity Mm -hmm. or doing it on a special night where you want to be having a meal at home. So what is your Instagram? Because this is where people (laughs) need to find you. And clearly you're spending a lot of time and content is becoming a bigger focus for you. Yeah. It means so much to me that you guys are saying that because it's right now 100% a passion project and it doesn't make me money at all. And it's, hard because we're living in this society of like likes, comments, shares, saves. And sometimes I'm putting a lot of time into it. And I'm like, are people noticing? Is this really worth my time? Um, my business is doing well. Like maybe I should just keep focusing <laughs> yeah. on that. But and I also struggle. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I just think your energy, like that's like, I was like addicted to how fun, like, because I used to actually not like cooking very much because I was often cooking for myself. And I think cooking for one is like, it takes like 40 minutes to prep, four minutes to eat, 20 minutes to clean. I'm like, is this, is this yeah. even fun? But I feel like the energy and like the friends and everything that you do, it like makes you want to try those foods. Like, and it makes you want to get in the yeah. kitchen and cook. So I like kudos to you on that because I know there's a million accounts it's out true. there, but it's, it's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. And our fr- okay. So Instagram, Thank whole you. Sam, is that? Uh, yeah. Whole Sam. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. 
Easy. Okay. We like didn't let her get you. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're like, okay, let's just keep talking about how amazing you are. We're not going to talk about it. So we would, we, I mean, we like would probably ask the same question 700 times and tell, ask you to give us more recipes, but we love you and we would love to have you back. But can you tell us, are there any favorite food accounts that you follow that inspire you? Obviously, where our friends are going to all follow Whole Sam on Instagram right now, as soon as humanly possible. But are there any accounts that you really like? Yeah, I was just thinking because you guys are in Chicago. Um, my friend Adam lives out in Chicago and he's omnivorous Adam. He also has a he was a private chef for a long time and he's just really funny too. Okay. He does a really, really good job. It's a hard, hard um, I really like following uh I don't know how to say her name, so I feel kind of no, it's fine, just it. do it. I've been following her for so long. Own it. Her name's uh Carol Carolina Gellin, I think. Great. I really like following her. She just makes really, really pretty food. Mm. You named Siete, which we're like huge fans of. Yeah. Are there any other brands that you absolutely love cooking with? Hard to put you on the spot. I know. I don't know why that's so hard when I'm on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) But I know there are. There's like so many. I feel like I need to go open my fridge. Do it. Do it. it. Take us with you. Take us in there. (laughs) Oh my God. We want to see your fridge anyways. This is amazing. Let's go. (laughs) Woo. It's like cribs, but like fridge style. I'm really into this. Also, like I would just say if you cooked, like let's just say like you cooked quinoa really well or like rice really well one time, then I feel like you should just buy the same brand because rice and stuff like that, it, it can be really it can hard. Be yeah. pretty different. Um, let's see. Oh, I feel nervous. Show Don't be nervous. Show yeah, show, show us your fridge. Oh my God. Okay, here's my fridge. Oh my God. I, you have so much stuff in there. I want to know everything. Okay, give us a few. Malk. Malk. Yeah, we like malk. Malk. Yes, malk is great. So cute. What's wrong with me right now? <laughs> I just had this this coconut yogurt for the first time. I don't know if we have this out in Chicago or oh, not. Yeah. I got oh, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. Don't bring up Erewhon. We love it so much. It's our favorite place. Yeah, oh, I love Erewhon. Well, I um, just did a sponsorship with this Ooh. company, Kaylin and Kaylin Pickles. Ooh. These are their honey mustard pickles. Oh I God. feel like their pickles are like the crunchiest, most amazing. Ooh, I want those. Do we, can we find those? Babe? And I have a discount code. Ooh, yeah. Know. What's your discount code? Tell our friends. Well, Sam, 15. Perfect. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. We're saving you money well, and giving you great pe- um, pickles. What about the pantry? <laughs> I just don't know how it's doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what's better in the pantry? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just like a bunch of vinegars and oils. Vinegar is my favorite food. Yeah, she loves vinegar. It's like really Yeah, clear. I love vinegar too. And I love like collecting vinegars. Like I have, people can't even see this. So they're it's just fine. hearing it's fine. me yeah, say nothing. Okay. Yeah. I got this vinegar and it's like a chive blossom vinegar and it's just so tasty. It doesn't it's another sexy brand. vinegar. Yeah, that's, that's how cool so they sec- are. Oh, that's amazing. No brand, no name. What no olive brand. oil is like, okay, outside of the grapeseed because I don't. Wow. wow. Major spices. Oh my God. Well, I feel like olive oil is one of those things too. Like if you find one that you really like and you can stick with that, then I think that's really good. And since this is our last question, we're going to do it as is appropriate. What are we having for dessert? Ooh. What are we having for dessert? Oh, yum. (laughs) (laughs) 
you guys, everything I do is the same. Like whatever's in season, whatever's local, I'm just going to like whip something up. The other day I made a passion fruit mousse. It was so yummy. Um, at the, at my wholesome headquarters, we make like so many muffins and like gluten-free cakes or things like that, just because our clients tend to want like something sweet and a little bit healthy, but I love ice cream. I just love like homemade things. I don't have like a go-to. <laughs> I love her. Well, <laughs> I bet, sorry. I bet listeners can find some inspo yeah. at Wholesale no, Instagram. No, this is amazing. I'm like sweating right now. Honestly, like it's great promotion to drive everyone to your page because it's literally so enjoyable and they'll get so many recipes. And I can, I'm going to run there right after this to go check out that tequila espresso martini because I need it. Yeah. But you're Ooh, amazing. Let's make it this week. Yeah, let's make oh, it this week. We did, sure. okay. um, we did a dessert on my page. It's olive oil cake. Ooh. We, we, we start the, the video with olive oil cake is one of the oldest cakes of all time. And it's easy to make because... It's actually really easy to make. And we layered, since I know you said you like grapefruit, we layered citrus in the oh. layers with the peel on and everything. And it just kind of like bakes into the flavor. That is you don't even, in. it's so good. And it's easy to make. And the recipe okay. is on my Instagram. Woo-hoo! All right. Whole Sam all day, every day. We appreciate you. You're amazing. And maybe one day we'll get to try your food because I really yeah, want some. I can dream. Yeah, let's dream. <laughs> goals, babe, goals. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Thank Me. you. Thank you, guys. Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at wellbehavedpodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved.